Hello and welcome. What a Vesta. Episode 217. I am Ben and I am here on the Australian political podcast, Bunta Vista, ready to talk about the latest Australian political news. Australia has bought a ton of submarines, or has said they're going to buy a ton of submarines, or something similar is happening. Andrew, how do you feel about this? Uh, it's like, hey, we were already meant to be getting some submarines. I remember this news from five years ago. Mm-hmm, $50 mm-hmm. billion dollars worth of submarines. And um, uh, uh, little Chrissy Pine... That's what you do when you're on a political podcast. Mm. Little, little Chrissy Pine. He you wanted, make fun of how his he voice wanted, sounds real bad. I feel like bad. we never did that. Yeah, that's politics. <laughs> that's politics. <laughs> he does sound of... the worst, but He's he can't help that, probably. Yeah. But don't worry, because he hooked us up with the subs um, for South Australia jobs. For South Australia jobs for the boys. Um, <laughs> except now, I, I believe we've signed an agreement to throw all of those submarines into a big trash can. Yep. No more jobs yeah. for the boys. They're old news. Those French submarines that we bought last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's such a waste of money because then you also have to go into like a hundreds of millions of dollar contracts to buy a trash can big enough to put the submarines in. But it's jobs. just... They're nuclear, so you've got to get to the concrete ones. Yeah. Well, no, the French ones weren't nuclear. Oh, they were the diesel ones, yeah. Oh, so regular style. Well, the, the reason that it was taking so long... I'm sorry that we're actually doing the podcast. Oh, no, now. I didn't want the to re- learn anything. The reason, the reason it was taking joke. so long, right, is because uh, we said, we want some submarines. We want toys for the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, France, you guys are good at making submarines. And they said, oui. they said we, we have the, are you saying, nuclear submarine. This is the main kind of submarine. And we said, ooh, nuclear, yuck, yuck. Why don't you make us some of the old-timey ones that aren't nuclear? And they said, oh, this is very, how you say, anachronistic. Mm. Uh, and then they spent all of this time trying to fucking reverse engineer their old non-nuclear submarines. And that's why it's been taking like fucking five years so to deliver. Of, and then we said... I, I had never heard that. So instead of buying diesel submarines that exist, that are a real thing that... We said, build the ones you don't build anymore, and it's taken so long that we said, actually, we're tearing up that agreement at massive expense to ourselves so we can get nuclear submarines from America. You have to understand that at the time, we wanted Les Submarines Classique, uh, but now <laughs> Sans we want nuclear. Les Submarines... <laughs> What's French for new? Nouveau. Nouveau, mm. yeah, yep, that's, that's it. Go on with that. Uh, Theo's also here. Hey. You, um, uh, Ozpol uh, is probably... Yeah. Uh, the Prime Minister probably made a gaffe in yeah. one of his things. and We could probably make fun of that for a good 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah, I think we should probably play the, <laughs> play the Joe Biden clip of him forgetting Scott Morrison. We'll call name. you our friend from down under. Oh, uh, look. I mean, I, that is fine. And then we could go, like, put in, like, five air horns afterwards. I I spent I spent a while being like um you know pretty sad that Biden got elected for a few different reasons uh, one of which he is one million years old uh, and also which look now that I'm saying it sounds pretty ageist you know but um mm. now that he's in there I'm like I'm having a good time because he doesn't care about anything and all the stuff he does is very funny I kind of thought he'd mention like. Leather jackets and hot rods more. Uh, and he's not been doing that a lot. He's not yeah. talked about having one of those combs that's like a flip knife, but it's a comb. He hasn't been that e- would happen. Hasn't been eating anything like the number of ice cream cones he was eating on the <laughs> campaign trail, which makes me ask, was that just a political stunt? Do you not actually love ice cream? He couldn't get enough of them. Mm. Do one thing on the trail, another when they're in office. <laughs> Now I'm getting down to business. I've got to manage my diet, you know? This isn't campaign season. This isn't the brief two to four year long election it's campaign. 11 to 12 year, uh, <laughs> six to nine trillion dollar campaigning process they go through every time. I mean, he has been trying to get elected president since like the 70s, right? Or well, since the 30s, I think, yeah. <laughs> Stopped working at that pool and he was like, yep. you know what? I'm going for the presidency. Back then, you would have found him eating an ice cream cone on doing the Charleston on top of a flagpole, you know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get away from Gordon Pop. Uh, 
Damn, we still got it. <laughs> We've still got it. Look, that was just a joke. That was a bit. If this is your first episode, this is not a politics podcast. We're actually here to do something um, much more important. And that Ooh. is, of course, as a sort of uh, vehicle for uh, public service announcements, which leads us into our classic segment, the PSA segment. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, you got to put something in there. You got to do something. <laughs> if only we had one all-purpose sticker that goes for <laughs> anything. Uh, this is a story from the ABC. Now, this is the American ABC. Oh, the fake one. Yeah, the fake one. No idea what that could stand for. Hmm. And as we demonstrated in the last episode, I'm not going to try and make something up off the top of my head. The uh, the American Bureau of Communications, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. The uh, headline here is, have you bought chicken in the last decade? You may be eligible to collect a payment. All around, all around the country, people going, now let me think. Did I, chicken? Have I... The spring of 2014. Um, well, you know how I time gets have... away from you. Oh, I thought I'd buy a chicken. It's 2007. Yeah. What did they say it was? Chicken? <laughs> a chicken. decade? Century. Decade. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds so familiar. Hmm. If you bought any chicken product in the United States from January 1st, 2009 through December 31st, 2020, you may be eligible to receive money from class action settlements totaling $181 million. Any chicken product. So we're talking um, eider-down pillows. We're talking your McChicken. I mean, yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Is this like going into your local Walmart and buying four kilos of chicken breast... Versus going into KFC and getting some a zinger or whatever the fuck. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. Uh, the defendants include Fieldale Farms Corporation, George's Farms, Marjack Poultry, Peco Foods, Pilgrim's Pride Corporation, and Tyson's Foods. According to the settlement notice, the corporations are accused of conspiring to stabilize the price and supply of chicken. <gasps> violating federal and state consumer and antitrust laws. However, the defendants have not admitted any liability and dispute the claims. Sounds like they've been charged with clocketeering. Anyone who purchased fresh or frozen raw chicken, not including chicken marketed as... Oh, that's interesting. Not including chicken marketed as halal, kosher, free-range or organic... Oh, the real chicken. So if you can't... If... That's the chicken we got to put to the side and say, don't fuck that chicken up. That yeah. chicken's got to be certified. <laughs> this is the chicken that we've not price fixed. <laughs> price uh, these I, ones normally, all of the rest. Um, I wonder if that's because... The, so the chicken market at Halal Kosher, Free Range, or Organic, those are all the kinds of chicken with a price that is higher than the price mm, stabilized that's, chicken. That's premium chicken, yeah. Mm. That's as good as that should get. That's uh, chicken we didn't drop on the floor at the factory. So anyone who purchased any of those, and not any from that second list, uh, in the following states is eligible. California, District of Columbia, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Rhode Island, after July 15th, 2013, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and Wisconsin from January 2009. Except for Rhode Island, which is from... Wow, they, they said that in the list. You're just doubling up on yourself there. And for Pilgrims? I don't know what that last part there means. And for Pilgrims, from January 1st, 2009 to December 31st, 2020. I assume it's uh, from Pilgrims Pride Corporation Chicken. If you yeah, purchased so. it from them for those dates. Yeah. Wow. So now I, I imagine when we were starting this, this story that it was going to be like a situation like the uh, chicken uh, chicken processing plant episode of the X-Files, um, where I think they were murdering people and then processing their bodies. Is that what happened? I don't recall that, that episode, and I also don't think that's what's happening here. Okay. Yeah, this is not a it's human not, bodies being turned into... It's not the price fixing and that. No. 
No, it's just the price fixing, I think. The alleged price fixing. Okay, but this okay, so like the a... other companies, though, they, they're up to t- during, uh, July 31st, 2019, and Pilgrims is up to December 20, 31st, 2020. So how do they price fix by themselves <laughs> for another year and a half? That what is a... I posit mm. is that they kept do- going with the mincing bodies thing. Uh, right, so they're like, we're done with price fixing. Yep. It's still got a little bit to squeeze meat. out of this. Yeah, human remains. We we got to get rid of all, we got to get rid of all the pilgrims employees who knew about the price fixing somehow. It's a natural you know? solution. Yeah, yeah. The United States District Court for the Northern District of Illinois must approve the settlements before any money is paid. You can find out if you are eligible by visiting. <laughs> www.overchargedforchicken.com or by calling... Is this this like the official mechanism for finding out if you are part of a class action lawsuit? Well, I mean, like a class action lawsuit is not being put together by the government. Like, obviously, this is being put together by a a lawyer or a legal team and then a bunch of plaintiffs who have come together. So this is not like... It is the official way of dealing with this, but it's not an official mechanism in the sense of, of the, the state has not set up the website www.overchargedforchicken.com. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the lawyers in charge of this. If you Very are serious. listening to this mm-hmm. and you are an American who has who is from, and I'll read that list of states again. Please. California, District of Columbia, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and Wisconsin. If you have purchased chicken in that period and you are going to get on board, uh, please, please let us know. I would dearly love to know what would come of this. So they reckon that the suit is worth $181 million. There's about 330 million people in America. So if every single American, which is obviously not who this pertains to, but if mm. every single American did it, you'd be looking at um, 50 cents each. That's two quarters. <laughs> that is two quarters. That's absolutely right. Or five dimes. Uh, but obviously this is only like 13 or 14 states. California and New York are in there, so that's a, a big fucking chunk of the population there. Florida's in there as well. That's a massive chunk of the population. So I reckon... Oh, and Oregon. From looking at this, I reckon this is probably two-thirds of the US population. About 90% of those people have probably purchased chicken in the last 10 years. So you're not getting a ton of money. No. Depending on what the uptake the is. I mean, you might get $10 out of this. You might get 20 bucks. But um, I would dearly, dearly love if you listened that's to this. quarters. This, is relevant to you. Uh, hop on board. Find out. So I'm I'm looking at um, www.overchargedforchicken.com. You know, pretty middling website design. Well, you would say that because you know you're mm. a professional it doesn't designer. Have like a, yeah, critical. it doesn't have like chickens, like a, a a raw whole chicken with like the chicken wing tips follow your mouse pointer around the. <laughs> <laughs> They do have photos of uh, raw chicken in several forms, uh, just in case you're not really sure what a chicken product looks like. Oh, chicken. Oh, the pink stuff from the supermarket. Got it. Um, So, it says here, you know, you can file your claim here. I would also note that the uh, responsive behavior is not working very well. Uh, If you purchased chicken products, photo of chicken breast, photo of a whole chicken photo of chicken wings, you could be eligible to receive money from a $180 million settlement. So that then, uh, you know, describes the whole thing to you. I would note there are many, many more uh, chicken processors in the settling defendants list on the website than were listed in the news article. Yeah, certainly. It lets you know that your legal rights and options in these settlements are to submit a claim. This is the only way to be eligible to receive a payment from the settlements. Ask to be excluded. This is the only option that allows you to ever be part of any other lawsuit against the settling defendants concerning the released claims. So maybe you want to do your own lawsuit? You know. Well, I think what's happening here is that um, the defendants who have agreed to settle, which was the ones we listed before, is only like five chicken producers. 
But the non-settling ones, the ones who have not settled yet, and I guess are part of ongoing litigation, is there's like five times as many. Uh, you can object. Like uh, Phoenix Wright? Is that, is that the guy? The yeah. anime court, court game? Yes. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Hmm. Uh, you may write to the court about why you don't like the settlements with the settling defendants. <laughs> you can also attend the fairness hearing. You yeah. may request to speak in court about the fairness of the settlements. Your Honor, I am greatly enjoying rubbing these two quarters together. <laughs> Think of what I could do with four quarters. Or your final option is do nothing. If you do nothing, you will remain a member of the settlement class and will not get a payment from the settlements. So that's pretty cool. If you file the claim, however, you're asked to give your information and then it's time for the broiler chicken consumer litigation questionnaire. <laughs> it's my favorite game show segment. <laughs> Question one. Did you purchase one of the following chicken products for personal use in the United States from January 1st, 2009 through December 31st, 2020? Fresh or frozen raw chicken defined as whole birds with or without giblets. Or is it? It's giblets. Isn't giblets, it? I believe. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Whole cut-up birds purchased within the package, or white meat parts, including breast and wings, or cuts containing a combination of these. I'm going to say yes. Did you purchase the chicken product while a resident of one of the following states? California, District of Columbia, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, or Wisconsin? Well, it's got to be a yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> if you're listening, don't, don't let them know. Don't let them know about this. Uh, three, are you filing this claim for yourself or a business that you represent? Uh, business, I'm going to say. Yeah. In general... Business of getting that money, am I right? Question four. In general, from January 1st, 2009 to, to December 31st, 2020, did you purchase the chicken products monthly during this entire period? Yeah. Hey, I, were you buying... Wait, are you on a monthly chicken budget? I mean, like, if you're buying... If you bought one chicken breast in a 10-year period, that'd be strange to me. But if yes, you're like, much. oh, I'll get some thighs for this week, get some yep. wings maybe, you're purchasing them regularly. Yeah, what's your, uh, what's your chicken allowance? <laughs> you know? What is your best estimate of how many packages of the chicken products you purchased on a monthly basis? And for the months you purchased chicken products, what is your best estimate of how much you spent per month? I think it's important for all of us to ask ourselves, what is my chicken budget? You know? My chicken budget is slim. I got a real slim chicken budget. Slim to none. Yeah. And now I just need to do a legally binding signature. Oh, you should definitely forge that. And then we're all and good. Leave an audio transcript of having done so on a mm -hmm, mm -hmm. publicly available episode of a podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to getting my two quarters in the mail. Yeah, if yeah, please, for the love of God, write into us if you get any money out of this settlement the, at all. Get the chicken money. Let us know what you're going to do with your chicken money. Okay. I'm pretty sure I signed up for some Australian class action lawsuit against like Red Bull or something. I don't know. End up maybe getting like ten bucks. Hmm. I might be making up that it was Red Bull, but it was somewhere I was like, yeah, I think I've bought one of those, and I was like, great, I'm gonna get some fucking money. Surely they shouldn't be advertising it so so thoroughly, you know? The more people get involved, the less there is to go around. That is true. It's mm. a real prisoner's dilemma. Okay. Sure. I don't think that applies at all. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 extra episodes in total. And we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Chicken is a kind of thing that you eat. That's so true. And sometimes there's another kind of thing that you eat. That's right. It can only be one thing. The humble bean. It's time. 
Sorry, Andrew, I paused there to make sure you were ready to... Oh, I'm ready. It's time for Bean Watch. I also would have accepted the Polish national anthem. <laughs> I mean, really, look, can I... Can I just go back and say, perhaps we should have had... Oh, fuck, <laughs> god damn it, you're right. The Bean to Bar theme. How do I forget... <laughs> I thought I was going to get yelled remember, at for doing the remember wrong. Remember we went to the Discord to ask for like all of the all of the segments we've ever done. Mm, that was a mistake, and it, <laughs> and it just went went on and on. And I think we could have gone the entire time without even mentioning Bean to Bar. Yep. I was going to do a second Bean to Bar at some point, but ah, uh, oh, what are you going to do? Um, this is from the awful newspaper, The Daily Record, one of the UK tabloids. And I want you to pretend, because I can't actually do it, that I'm reading this entire story out to you in a Chris Morris, the day-to-day voice. I can, I can have a go if you would prefer that. Oh, yeah, please. By all means, go for it. <laughs> Baked bean warning as police ask shops not to sell tins to kids in TikTok trend. <laughs> Thank Pretty you. Good. That's beautiful. Now you have to do the whole article that way. Shops have been urged not to sell large quantities of baked beans to kids to stop a bizarre new TikTok trend. The new social media fad scenes teens emptying cans of beans onto doorways in so-called beaning, forcing police to step in and ask shopkeepers to take action. <laughs> Videos circulating on TikTok under the hashtag BeanBandits show youths smearing the breakfast food onto doorsteps, driveways, and even cars. Officers have now urged local shops to be on the lookout for kids buying lots of baked beans in a bid to stamp out the bizarre behaviour. Oh, how are they? They got rid of all their guns and now this is what passes for, for youth crime. Did we have we ever spoken on the podcast about the knife angel? <laughs> Maybe. Excuse me. It's a it's a travelling statue made mm. out of ten thousand confiscated yeah, knives. We have. Yeah, so uh, to dissuade kids from doing knife crime, but of course now we, yeah they're, they're going to need to make the bean angel. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got a tin of beans and it's like ten thousand knives when all you need is a spoon. You know? No, I don't follow. Mm. West Yorkshire police issued a statement and said, quote, It has come to the attention of the police that a new trend has started by groups of youths called beaning. This involves youths throwing the contents of a can of bean over properties very similar to the trend of throwing <laughs> eggs at properties. Yeah. With an with an egg, you can you can launch that bad boy a long way. Yeah, beans, you've kind of got to... Um... You do need the spoon to get them all out of the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like throwing a can of beans at something, very easy. Throwing the contents of a can of beans at something, quite hard. That's a bean splash. That's a splash weapon, as it would be described in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, you're lying in your bed at night, and you hear that um, that tell- telltale sound of like a spoon scraping over like the, <laughs> the ribbed inside of a tin of beans. <laughs> Oi, love! I'm being beaned, I is. <laughs> Those bloody kids are back and they're going to bean the bloody windows again. They're beaning me Morris Minor out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the second time this month my Reliant Robin's been beaned. <laughs> They've gummed up the third wheel, they have. Don't turn no more. This is, um, this is still the quote from the West Yorkshire Police, okay? <clears throat> If you work in a shop, please can you be aware of youths buying large quantities of cans of beans? If you have children living at home, please be <laughs> mindful if you see them removing cans of beans from the family home. You're just like, oh, what are you up to then, love? Why have you got an arm full of cans of beans? Hungry. <laughs> I've got to go upstairs and eat them. I'm Sing. not going beaning, mum. What's that in your pocket? What are you yeah, hiding? Pat- patting down their pants and getting to the- <laughs> Is that four full cans of beans? No, it's licorice. And I'm having it for myself. (laughs) In fairness, I think... It's a Game Boy. (laughs) 
I think that this is one of the uh, like lesser things you can do with a tin of beans. Oh, you, 100%. You could this kill somebody yeah. with they, an unopened tin of beans. They're making jovial. a choice to turn it into a non-lethal weapon. They're adding an extra step hmm. to turn it from a lethal weapon into a non-lethal weapon. Yeah. You might slip in the beans if they're on your doorstep. Yeah. Oh, oh I've been beaned again, Marjorie! <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. hell! I've only landed on my ass again because there's some bloody beans on the doorstep. <laughs> Instead of, oh bloody hell, I've had my head caved in by a can of thrown beans what hit me in the bonce. You know? Right, Be thankful. Um, it could happen to you. It could happen to you. It's called <laughs> beating, and the next victim could be your family. Oh... I'm imagining a um like a, a a like Daily Telegraph article about the victim of an attack who is dead now, been and gone, you know. Oh fuck, mm. that's good. They'd have a field day. They would have an absolute field day. All right, we're back into um Chris Morris mode here. It comes after police in Surrey launched an appeal last month after the village of Wanosh <laughs> was terrorized by so-called. Bean bandits. So-called by who? <laughs> this uh, article? <laughs> In one picture, four empty cans can be seen discarded near a doorstep studded with little orange beans. <laughs> Another. You have to spe- specify that the beans are little. We know what the size of bean is. <laughs> if it, You're making them sound less lethal. Honestly. <laughs> little cute beans. <laughs> Tiny baby beans. <clears throat> Another shows a grey car with sauce dribbling down the driver's window, leaving an unsightly orange smudge. Oh my god. Imagine. What, what could you do? You know? This is just like part of my first reaction to this is well, this isn't real. Like. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where it's happened to two people. Uh, this is this is like the shovel for the UK or something, right? Like we might have been tricked. We're reading uh, whatever the UK's equivalent of an onion is. Uh, I bet they'd call it a brown apple or mm. something because they're weird over there. But like, <laughs> even if this is real and this is happening, shut up. You just take take your hose out. Bang, you're done. Yeah, It's not like beans have a particularly acidic property to them where it's like eating well, off the clear coat the on are, your the car. The police are all busy cleaning up the beaning and trying to catch the local beaners. And they've got no time to chase ducks around the meadow. <laughs> That's true. Um, sort the of, swans um, are unchecked at this point. Everyone's mm, picnics are being ruined by swans. Nobody to run in sort of like fast motion uh, mm. after a... Uh, Particularly sexy group of girls going la- to the beach. A lady with big knockers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're coming. Who- they're coming. They're coming back to the police station. You know, at the end of the day, they're exhausted. They're covered in sticky orange grime. Mm-hmm. One of them. Their takes batons his, filthy. One of them takes his hilariously tall hat off and says, oh, "I haven't heard the Benny Hill theme in weeks. I don't know I- what to think." I saw a, a vicar chasing a lady in her garters, and I didn't even have the energy to go in one door, but then come out from a different door from another room. It's awful. <laughs> I just came back out the same door. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. That door had beans on. I patted my horse, kicked me on the bum, and I just kept walking. Couldn't even turn around and shake my truncheon at him. It was awful. Those poor guys. I hope they're okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually thinking, like, that's... That's like uh, one of the only problems with like um, <laughs> with beaning. No, uh, no. I was going to say with like um, with egging stuff. Right, is if your car gets egged and you just leave it for too long, it does actually. Yeah. It fucks up your paint. Yeah, yeah, it fucks your paint job up uh, proper. Does that happen with beans? Well, actually, they're slightly acidic, right? If, well, yeah, if they're beans in tomato sauce, then yes, tomato sauce is quite acidic. Yeah. Uh, I said that jokingly before. Is it, the, is it the it acid is. or the proteins? What's going on? You know, it's the acid. It's just tomatoes are very acidic. But uh, is there a lot? Of, there's a lot of acid in eggs. Is that what you're telling me? I know eggs. No. Is, yeah, it is the protein thing. Protein uh, thing. But beans are also a high protein food. I don't think it's the same. I agree. 
If you're a food scientist and you listen to this <laughs> podcast, turn it off right now because it's going to make you real mad. Hey, uh, look, eggs. why don't you, if you're listening to this at home, just do us a favor. Go and get a couple of eggs in the fridge and a tin of beans from the cupboard and go and pour both of them <laughs> over separate parts of your car. Leave them for, what do you reckon, three days? A week. Just, just leave them for safe. a week to be safe. Spray them off with the hose. Let us know what happened. We are not legally responsible for your car. No, if you own a, a, a nice car, don't bother. But if you've got like a, a late 90s Daewoo or a... A, 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 ni- a 1998 Hyundai XL. Oh, yeah. A, a 1998 to 2001 Hyundai XL. Uh, yeah, just fucking let it rip on that horrible silver paint. Go for you it. You got one of uh, Australia's beautiful extant uh, Nissan Pulsars. Mm. Oh, my God. Any Isn't generation of Pulsar. Oh, uh, don't... Don't put your eggs and beans on a triple S. Don't do that, you know? If you've got a, a late 90s, early 2000s Mazda 121, just fucking let it rip. Mm. Just go for go it. Go crazy. What's yeah. going to happen? You'll probably make the car better. <laughs> Add some character at, at the very least. Maybe write, write something in eggs and beans and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a fun little craft project. We're like that guy from Art Attack. Yes. He's also British. Fucked up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, British people, don't they just make you... Ooh, doesn't a chill go down your spine when you see one or worse? Hear them. Oh. oh, creepy. You know, you see one coming over the horizon. That's a bad omen. Mm. And do we have another bad omen for you? You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. That's what I think whenever I see people discussing Morrissey on Twitter. (laughs) I saw you fucking quote tweeted one of those uh, while I was eating my dinner before. About half an hour ago, uh, and it was yeah, someone being like, like you "Oh, don't Morrissey's understand. Morrissey's racist." Have you considered that he's important, though, or whatever? I'm like, no, no, I, I haven't, haven't. <laughs> at all. He stinks. He's one I, of the ones that's very easy. You have you don't have to put any effort into separating the the art from the whatever. You could like. You couldn't throw a tin of beans in any city without hitting an artist who is a young man who has articulated the experience of being sad about being a young man. Yeah, he did it, but uh, and he did a pretty good job of it. You can find a million of those. Fuck Morrissey. Who gives a shit? The only thing I'll go into bat for for the Smiths was fucking, what's that song they did for Charmed? How soon is now? Do you mean, do you mean Charmed, the witch TV show? Yeah. Okay. How soon is now? You're both giving me blank stares. Yep, that's because we have not watched the witch show for... Uh, Ever. Like, w- Haven't women seen aged 18 to 22. Check out the song How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. Hmm. It's got that bit that goes... And there's a little, like, roto cabinet kind of tremolo thing going on there, something... I would say anyway. you probably just, just answered that one right off the bat, that it's pretty soon. Hmm. <laughs> About as soon as it gets. This is a story from... <laughs> w- it, turns out, it turns out now is happening now. No, you just <laughs> missed it. Uh, this is a story from WJTV News, Mississippi. 1,000-year-old artifacts found inside massive alligator killed at Eagle Lake. Mm. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh. <laughs> I would like. I'm just imagining an alligator with like um, a whole series of just disembodied skeleton hands inside it, and they mm. all have rings from like different periods <laughs> in history. Yeah, it's uh, and I'll pull back the curtain just a, a bit here. But I've discussed okay. this before. That's on my main my main driving ethos in uh, choosing stories for this podcast is stuff that hasn't gone viral in some way, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want shit people have already fucking talked about because that's all the internet is and it's so boring to me. But every now and then, I will see a story where I'm like, how was this not one of the, like, endlessly screenshotted headlines? Yeah. And we should should say as well, um, 
we absolutely appreciate all of the listeners of the show, all the friends, uh, and lovers, wives of the show, who see a story and say, that is right up your alley and I'm going to send it in to you. But when you do send something into us... You've disqualified it from being included. And I can guarantee you that 15 other people have sent it in as yeah. well, which is absolutely the, the death sentence for that story being read on the show as far as Ben is concerned. And I mean this in the nicest way possible, but if you've seen it, I have also seen it. <laughs> ben is I, online quite a lot. I, I mean... For this job that I am paid for by you, the listener, thank you so much. I spend a lot of time reading the stuff, and I see all this shit. I appreciate you sending them in, but chances are I've probably already seen it. And if two people send it to me, it's out. Yeah. Uh, although you... in saying that, one of the stories that's uh, that we will be coming to next actually was uh, sent to us by a listener. So. So I guess so, so no... keep sending those stories in. Yeah, there's no lesson to be learned here, really. Um, it's the theme of the podcast. <laughs> there is no lesson to be learned anywhere. <laughs> Four men won the battle against a 13-foot alligator that weighed more than 750 pounds. The gator was discovered to have swallowed some artifacts that could be more than a thousand years old. On September yeah, 2nd, what? Todd Hollingsworth, along with his brother, father-in-law, and friend killed the massive alligator at Eagle Lake in Warren County. They said it took them hours to detain and load the gator onto the boat. Did they consider not leaving that? the alligator alone? Why did they have to... Hmm. Yeah, so... I, I, I didn't really get that hunting alligators for sport was a thing. Hmm. They, like, seem, they seem like they're just kind of hanging out a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess... I don't know. I just thought, like, alligators got killed when they attacked someone or were threatening something or whatever. But I guess people are going out there on boats and killing them on purpose. Mm, when they've taken the hand of, a, of an old golf pro. You know? mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> exactly under those circumstances. Uh, the group took the alligator to Red Antler Processing in Yazoo City. Yazoo! I believe that's come up on the podcast before as well. Uh, the owner, Shane Smith, uh, found what's believed to be two Native American artifacts inside the animal. An atlatl, which was used before the bow and arrow was invented, and a plummet were found inside the gator. Smith said experts, quote, suspect it may have been traded down through the different tribes from around the Great Lakes. Four hunters believe this is the biggest gator that they've killed during alligator hunting season in Mississippi. They plan to have a full-size mount of the animal created. Well, these guys fucking suck. We can yeah. say that yeah. off the bat. That's Fuck fine. these guys. Fuck these they guys. find shit. these things and they're just like, oh, well, uh, don't give a shit about this cool 1,000-year-old uh, artifact, but this gator's going to look awesome uh, in the bar room. I've got disgusting, horrible room underneath my house. Yeah, I'm going to remake the clock from uh, Hook. <laughs> I'm going to put a big flat sheet of glass over the top of him so it looks like something from Freedom Furniture in 1999. <laughs> uh, so that shit sucks, obviously. But also, this is just a powerful mystery that I don't think this article even begins to address. No, they're not grappling with it at all. Be like, oh, the artifacts might have been traded down. You're like, okay. But how get in alligator? Mm. How come to be inside alligator? How? Is how? Were there were there any people bones in there? How like? Oh, I didn't I didn't include it in the in this episode because um, it was too grim. But <laughs> since you've said all of the key components of it, I have to now. Okay. Uh, was there like baby bones in there or something? Not in this. So this is sorry. This is a different story from. Um, I guess it must have been from Louisiana after the hurricane that just came through. Um, but they they found an alligator. That had human remains in it uh, around the spot that a guy went missing, and they're, they're, they've now confirmed that this guy was eaten well, like by an alligator. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, how soon is now? You know? How soon is now? But I saw I'm just that. I'm saying I don't I like, believe in coincidences. Wow, that's ominous and portentous. And I'm like, no, that's just a story of a guy dying. That's, uh, but yeah, finding an alligator with people in it, pretty fucked up. Finding an alligator with thousand year old. First Nations sort of artifacts in there. Crazy. Huh. Two of there them must, as well. Yeah. 
Like, you got the taste for one, and he's like, oh. I'm going back for another. Not bad. 2 a.m. <laughs> going back for more 1,000-year-old artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Jump. I'm eating, I'm eating all kinds of stuff, but oh, nothing's hitting like that 1,000-year-old artifact. Now I had that at Laddle, and now I must have a plummet. I don't know what that is. So either of you? Plummet. Uh, just go explore plummet. <laughs> Firing up a search engine. Uh, it of it the is show, uh, duck, to duck, fall go. very quickly and suddenly. Yeah, I'm getting that. Thank you. <laughs> It's I'm so, not getting anything so helpful. Here. So a plummet a seems to be a fishing weight. Okay. Oh. Uh, so this is... Sounds like they caught more than they were expecting. This is not from DuckDuckGo. Uh, plummets or weights were used to sink a fishing net in water to catch fish. Native men from southern New England often made the tools with which they worked, including their own hemp nets. Uh, for Native American groups living along river valleys and coastal areas, fish were a critical component of their diet. Mm. So there you go. Uh, I guess he, Mr. Gatorman, was uh, maybe eating some fish that were caught up in a net, snaffled up a, a sinker, you know, while he was doing it. I mean, I don't think this was a, a plummet that was in use, unless this was an alligator that was a thousand years old. I'm hey. still ready for that possibility. Hey. Oh, God, I hope that's fucking true. Like some fucking Miyazaki stuff. This is the the Lord of the Rivers. Another story that um, I didn't include. Sorry, this is a new thing I'm doing where I talk about ones that I saw but didn't put into the episode. Talk about <laughs> yeah. stories that aren't on the show on yep. the show. Yeah, stories that aren't on the show of the show. Uh, there was a... <laughs> it was going to go into Cryptid Watch, but like wasn't quite enough about it that was funny. But it was a guy who wrote into uh, the Fortean Society, who we love, describing how in, like, 2013, he saw a 12-foot-tall deer uh, with all white eyes. And he's like, no, it wasn't anything else. That was just a 12-foot deer. And I read that, and I was like, that's a fucking forest spirit Mm. from Miyazaki. That shit cool as hell. Mm. So maybe that's what that was, and maybe that's what this is as well. Probably. I mean, I uh, look, do you have any evidence that it's not? I don't have any evidence either way. Sort of the Tom Bombadil of alligators. Hmm. Yeah, the second oldest creature in Middle Earth. <laughs> After. Speaking of uh, First Nation stuff, I've been reading a book called... His wife. Called The Apache Wars. The hunt for Geronimo, the Apache kid, and the captive boy who started the longest war in American history. I didn't know you could read. I'm trying again. Mm. Uh, I'm giving it a red hot go. I thought I would order a couple of books because I just look at my own bookshelf and I go, nah. there's nothing there as far as I can tell. <laughs> Not <know>? for me. <laughs> Not for me. Um, and uh, so I was reading about um, this thing, which is like all of the all of the wars between all of the different tribes and the wars between like... Native American tribes and Mexico and that they did like slave trading with the French and that it was all much, much, much more complex than like the traditional narrative of Native Americans were all just this kind of homogenous, peaceful people chilling out until Europeans came and rolled over them, basically. Mm. Uh, And there was this little passage that tickled me uh, where they're talking about um, some people who had made this, this settlement. Uh, the Sonoita settlement, as it was called, consisted of seven ranches along the dozen miles of the valley floor. The census of 1860 listed 51 citizens in the valley, identified as farmers, teamsters, laborers, a cook, a clerk, a shoemaker, a lawyer, a printer, and one simply as a, quote, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I just think the representation is so important. Ah, It's a different time. (laughs) Just... Uh, what I really want to know about that, according <laughs> to their need, I, the thing I can't I can't ascertain from the information that I have there is, was that a self-identified role or did somebody fill it in on behalf of the town? <laughs> I think it might be the latter. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, so we got a uh, we got a lawyer, we got a printmaker, we got uh, several farmers. And we got Jerry. Who's that guy over there pissing at his own mouth? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think down? you're qualified to be our, our idiot? Well, 
I've been an absolute moron uh, for IBM. Uh, <laughs> got my uh, simpleton my... seven years as a contractor. Mm-hmm. Sat the dipshit exam in 2018. Failed, which means I super passed. <laughs> Straight to the head of the class. They put the big fancy cone on my head. I was ready to go. My goodness. Any other uh, terrifying omens this week, Ben? Well, yeah. So some omens have happened on the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one also did. <laughs> because it didn't happen in space. Um this is a press release from uh, the University of Manchester. Oi, we've we lost all our budget due to the epidemic of beanings. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that got done before the beaning started, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, affordable housing in outer space. It's Scientists just... develop cosmic concrete from space dust and astronaut blood. <laughs> Yeah, we're sending you up there to do some construction. <laughs> now, you don't need to know the details until you get there. You might hear that that sentence and think, oh, they're being um, euphemistic. They're using figurative language that, you know, to say someone put their blood into something, their blood sweat and their tears. We're saying no, I'm, I'm they picturing, worked hard. I'm picturing the chicken grinder that Theo was talking about before. Mm. Oh, well, you're absolutely putting, right. They're putting the astronauts in there and making, you know, a, a reusable, nutritious paste. But are they sending them up um, pre-ground? <laughs> or no, I think this is a post-ground situation. I see. Seems uh, wasteful. you gotta, you got to supply the oxygen for the trip, you know, the food. You may as well just take them up in a tube of toothpaste-style thing. Well, Trans- uh, more, more like the uh, more like a corking gun kind of thing. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but how would you seal it back up again? No. <laughs> Transporting a single brick to Mars can cost more than a million British pounds, making the future construction of a Martian colony seem prohibitively expensive. Scientists at the University of Manchester have now developed a way to potentially overcome this problem by creating a concrete-like material made of extraterrestrial dust, along with the blood, sweat, and tears of astronauts. Oh, what, are we going to stop pissing when we get up there? No more cum in space, huh? Oh, you'll find out. Oh, uh, okay. In their study, published today in Materials Today Bio, a protein <laughs> from human blood combined with a compound from urine, sweat, or tears yes. could glue together simulated moon or Mars soil to produce a material stronger than ordinary concrete, perfectly suited for construction work in extraterrestrial environments. Steve, why do all your bricks smell so bad? <laughs> you got to drink more water, Steve. <laughs> Jesus. The cost of transporting a single brick to Mars has been estimated at about two million US dollars. Hmm. Well, that's too much. Uh, meaning future Martian colonists cannot bring their building materials with them, but will have to utilize resources they can obtain on site for construction and shelter. In, f- is- in fairness, though, that's mm-hmm. usually the deal when you travel to somewhere very far away. Like, you know, they weren't they weren't sending people from Spain to like colonize other countries and loading up the ship with all the bricks they would need to build houses when they got there, right? That is true. Yeah. You got them. Yes. Uh, this is known as an in-situ resource utilization, or ISRU, and typically focuses on the use of loose rock and Martian soil, known as regolith, and sparse water deposits. However, there is one overlooked resource that will, by definition, also be available in any crewed mission to the Red Planet, the crew themselves. God damn. That's grim. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, First Officer Fortunado. Um <laughs> I've got the most delightful cask of space I'm onto Dahad. Now, Theo. This is going to take a while. I get you've made a, uh, a that was a quite highbrow literary reference. Sure. Yeah, but but you're just sort of, did you make that connection just because there are bricks? Like in this situation, uh, Fortunato is not part of the construction. He's just been entombed within the construction. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have to, once he's down in my space cellar, yeah. Take the time to mince myself and turn myself into <laughs> bricks, <laughs> thereby exacting the perfect revenge. Worth it, though, once his <laughs> insult somethinged into injury. I can't remember what the line is. No. Mm-hmm. In an article published today in the journal Materials Today Bio, scientists demonstrated that common protein from blood plasma, human serum albumin, could act as a binder for simulated moon or Mars dust to produce concrete-like material. The resulting novel material, termed astrocrete, 
Mm. And that's not that Greek island in space. <laughs> you know the one we're all aware of. Yep. <laughs> the Isle of Crete, but it's in space. You uh, really fucked Theo up with that one. I don't know anything that happened on Crete, and so I can't get this joke going any further. Oh, I was like, boy. the Minotaur was on Crete, but no. Um, the, the Minotaur was on Minos. I think, so that, I think that's where anal sex was invented. Wow, they've got a really terrible space economy up there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Was uh, what's his name? The gold one? Was he on Crete? <coughs> so who's the gold one? King Midas. Midas. Oh, no, don't know. Uh, write into us, mailbag at bonavista.com. You don't you... want him touching any of the stuff on your space shuttle. No, that's true. Ah, uh, he's turned it all into a highly malleable metal. Mm. Uh, the resulting novel material, termed Astrocrete, had compressive strengths as high as twenty-five megapascals. Whoa. Yeah, yeah ask our Discord about Pascals. About the same time as the 20 to 30 megapascals seen in ordinary concrete. Okay. However, Pretty the good. scientists found that incorporating urea, which is mm. a biological waste product that the body produces and excretes through urine, sweat, and tears, could further increase the compressive strength by over 300%, mm. with the best performing material, meaning from the best piss, having a compressive strength of almost 40 megapascals. Substantially stronger than ordinary concrete. Hmm. To motivate the uh, the astronauts, they've got the little, you know they got a little hand crank for the concrete mixer, mm-hmm. and every time you crank it, the uh, the concrete mixer goes, "I'm a thirsty boy." And <laughs> <laughs> it work. They put a little fly drawn on the inside of the concrete mixer. <laughs> Apparently, that makes your aim way better. It's just one sicko scientist wandering around and going, ooh, you know what? Hey, it makes it so much better. Did you put some piss in there? A little bit, when I got a little bit of your piss in there. Put a bit of piss in there. It's a, Thank look, you, Dr. Look, piss. It's a beaker, so you know it's science. Just, come on. The scientists calculate that over 500 kilograms of high-strength astrocrete could be produced over the course of a two-year mission on the surface of Mars by a crew of six astronauts. If used as a mortar for sandbags and heat or heat-fused regolith bricks, each crew member could produce enough astrocrete to expand the habitat to support an additional crew member, doubling the housing available with each successive mission. My piss brought you here, and my piss is housing you. Hmm. Montressa, for the love of Musk, Montressa. Hmm. Trying to rebrand this as like a smart podcast? Yeah, I don't. For like smart that? people? <laughs> you know, read books and shit? Oh, am I, am I going to have to change me. the tagline on all the branding again? God, smart I'm reading... news for smart people. <laughs> ben, I'm reading The City in the City at the moment. It's so fucking good. Oh, it's so good. What a wonderful book. Mm. Check out the author, China Mieville. Oh, I I have been thanks to you. Big, oh, that uh, was to the listener, big not China to you. Head. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. I know you have because I've lent you his books, um, and I presume you've been reading them. He's so good. God, he's so fucking good, and he's so fucking jacked. Insanely muscular man. He's a big really? boy. Yeah, that doesn't seem cool. right. It's like when uh, like when Dave Chappelle got really jacked up. Yeah, and it's like oh, kind of changed your whole vibe now. You know. Yeah, you, I mean they're. I'm sure they got their reasons. What they want to do with their own body is fine, but Jesus oh, hey. Christ, it's confronting. I'm not saying he doesn't look good, you know? Let him do his own thing. It's really stretching out those shirts, though. Mm. Get a bigger shirt, dude. It's also it's also when uh, when somebody just kind of disappears for a bit and then they come back, massive transformation style, as opposed to, like... Uh, Boiling a frog type situation. Yeah, I I would probably compare like Ryan Reynolds to more of the boiling a frog situation where he just kept like getting in progressively better and better shape over the course of years and years as mm. opposed to Dave Chappelle who was like I've I'm just I haven't been in the public eye for a couple of years and now I'm wider than I am tall. Yeah, and all of a sudden very ripped. Mm. Also coincidentally I'm getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Unrelated. Totally unrelated. Now, mm-hmm. okay, everybody, we're all going to have to put on our thinking caps and try and figure out how to get from where we were to where we need to be. You know, Mars 
It's a distant alien place. It's very strange to you and me. Anything could be happening out there. All kinds of freaky, weirdo stuff. Also, there's other places right here on this green earth where equally freaky things are happening. We call those places the Netherlands. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that beer? That was beautiful, Andrew. Got to work with what you got, you know? Yep. We call those places the Netherlands. All of them. If you said to me, hey, I've heard there's a really fucked up place out there, I'd say, oh, the Netherlands? And then someone else might say, yeah, I've heard of a different fucked up place, though, and I'd go, got it. Also. The Netherlands. <laughs> You're right. Holland. Yes. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Amsterdam. I have heard this of that one. from... Uh, reliably informative English language Dutch news website favourite of the show dutchnews.nl Dutch police arrest British F1 fan mistaking him for mafia boss <laughs> sure he, lo- he looks very scary <laughs> the public prosecution department has confirmed that the man arrested by heavily armed police officers at a restaurant in The Hague on Wednesday was not the Italian mafia boss they said he was <laughs> The man, who said he was English and named Mark... You would say that, wouldn't you? ...was taken out of the restaurant blindfolded and spent three days in the Vute high-security prison before being released by judges. Unfortunately, he did get the uh, the rope James Bond treatment. <laughs> they did wail on his nards for a good three days. Getting black-bagged in The Hague for looking too British. You just He did the little, like, Italian hand gesture... Had some pasta that he ate in a restaurant and then 20 cops moved in on him and then started wailing on his nards with a big bit of rope. It's him. Go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) The public prosecution department issued a statement on Saturday saying that the man had been released after research into his identity, quote, was negative. That's one way of putting it. (laughs) Mark's lawyer, Leon Van Cleef, said he had told police that the man was not Matteo Messina Denaro, who was wanted in Italy. I told them, if he is capo di tutti capi, then I am the Pope, he told the Telegraph. The Dutch, the Dutch police immediately sweeping in to protect the Pope. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't do sarcasm, isn't that the problem? That might be it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely in the mafia. Get him! Get him, get him! Uh, the public prosecution department said it was required to act when the arrest request was made by the Italian authorities, but declined to comment on why the Italians were so sure this was Denaro or how they knew where he was. Is it because they contacted him and said, we think we have your crime, man? And they went, well, grab him if it's him. And they went, we're pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing the hand thing. 40%. He looks kind of similar, but it's candle lit in there and his back is to us, so... Hard to tell. Well, he, we blindfold him anyway. We'll see what happens. He asked for extra cheese. <laughs> According to Van Cleef, Mark is originally from Liverpool and now lives in Spain. He has come to the Netherlands for the Zandvoort Grand Prix. Of course he would. It's well, so good. Just a guy in a restaurant being like, My name's Mark. What's going on? No, I'm not in the mafia. I'm, my name's Mark. I like the race cars. What do you mean about the mafia? No, we are pretty sure you're Italian. <laughs> I'm not Italian, mate. <laughs> oh, God, it just... This is a real... Uh, a, a uh, What's the word I'm looking for there? But it's all three of the peoples that we hate the most in one. <laughs> a guy who is from Liverpool, which is where my uh, mother and grandparents are from... Yuck. It's very funny to think of somebody going, no, you are definitely Italian. Yeah. I think we'd know. Put this blindfold on. <laughs> He's speaking exactly like John Lennon. <laughs> I think I'm just picturing Mark from Peep Show. Yeah. That's that's pretty much got to be it, right? He's got a good story out of it, though. I guess so. How was your trip? Oh, I got arrested. Spent three days in a high-security prison. Got to go home. 
They said I was in the mafia, Jeremy. The mafia. (laughs) You know, that's what he'd say. Hey there, it's uh, Ben from uh, this podcast. Uh, The Andrew just dropped out of that recording session right at the very end. Um, I don't have anything more to say, but it felt weird um, just to abruptly end it and then go straight into the outro. So, uh, yeah, don't really have anything to add. I just wanted to say um, goodbye. Um, I hope you've had a nice time listening to the episode and I hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah. Uh, stay stay cool, I guess. Lovely talking to you. Bye. <laughs>